It's Daily Thunder, thundering out the truth of Jesus Christ live every morning from the Ellerslie campus in Windsor, Colorado. To learn more about our discipleship programs or to support this podcast, visit ellerslie.com. Now, here's Eric Looney. Good morning. The Monday edition of Daily Thunder, still in quarantine. Uh, I'm in the Looney house, uh, dishing out uh, our Daily Thunders as of late. I uh, had a very, very special resurrection uh, day and celebration of uh, the power of Christ yesterday with the family. <clears throat> I'm hoping you did too. What a what an amazing thing to remember uh, and to live in light of. Uh, today's message is called Social Distancing. And <clears throat> I'm going to bring up a tension point that uh, I don't know how many of you have pondered it as of late, but I know probably many of you have. And that is, uh, with the request to social distance, we understand, I think, in the midst of a pandemic, why there is a request for that. But what's interesting is I've heard many people that say, uh, when this is over, uh, we should just practice uh, the same social distancing, which leads to a tension point for us as Christians. Because as Christians, just as much as the culture is purposely attempting to distance we actually are requested, and let me even use a stronger word, commanded to purposely remove distance between us and other believers and uh, show affection. And so I mean, this, is, this is a unique thing. I don't know if you can feel it in the air, but uh, with the, the ongoing persuasion uh, of the culture to say, look, this is the way we should just live, and this is how we could maintain health. Uh, it, it leads to some interesting questions, especially since all throughout the Bible, if you look at the Old Testament, what you see is God in the midst of uh, these pagan nations, he is establishing a law. He's actually establishing as part of that law, a hygienic standard. He's actually protecting his people from the wickedness and the sinful effects of living wrong in a world uh, that is marked by sin. And so as a result, our God, who is uh, Jehovah Rapha, the God who heals, which means he also preserves, he also protects from diseases. Uh, and so if you want to just say it simply, God is the hygienic standard. So what God asks us to do is actually the wisest thing we could do physically in these bodies. And so what does he ask us to do? And so, you know, what we see is a fulfillment in Christ Jesus where it's not just the law that is our preservation and keeping the law, it's actually Jesus, it's being in Christ. He is the higher hygienic standard. And so as we see the New Testament unfold, we're going to see a behavior pattern in and amongst the believers that is uh, very different than what we're seeing prescribed by uh, the CDC today. Uh, we see Jesus doing certain things that even is going to violate uh, the protocol of this very hygienically uh, sensitized culture. And that is, remember when he uh, comes up to the leper and heals him, uh, that, that is just so strictly forbidden. And to even think of doing that, the, the uh, contagion of leprosy was so extreme that you wouldn't even want to get close, let alone touch. And how about the father and the prodigal? What Jesus actually shares in that story is, I mean, you have a guy who's been basically bathing with the pigs who is then a far distance off and this father is going to run towards him. Whoa, keep your distance, oh father. Instead, he's going to embrace him and he's going to kiss him. And I mean, talk about uh, missing the CDC standards of social distancing. 
And uh, of course, what we're going to see multiple times in the New Testament is the holy kiss, which is going to violate certain things today. I mean, it even violates the American culture before uh, this pandemic, before COVID-19. The holy kiss, that's just uncomfortable. That's inappropriate. We shouldn't do things like that. And yet what we're going to see in scripture is that it's commanded. Uh, it's, it's interesting. I've oftentimes said, and by the way, I, I, I didn't grow up with holy kissing. And so for me, even in my background, it's a little awkward. I'm just going to admit that. And yet I'm still going to stare square at scripture and say, God's right. Even if my uh, sensitivities are a little different or my cultural background's a little different, God's culture is the one I want to adopt. And I, I'm willing to be changed by the Holy Spirit to fit God's model instead of trying to fit God's model to fit me. There are three things uh, in scripture that we could call outward uh, symbols. There could be like sacraments, uh, and but baptism, communion, and I'm going to add the kiss of the church to it. You see, baptism is an outward statement that we are in Christ by faith. And communion is an outward symbol of, uh, of Christ being in us by faith. And then the kiss of the church is Christ's love is real and active in and through us by faith. So this affection, this touch of the church is actually part of our message to the world around us. We're sharing the gospel. We share it by being baptized and it's an external. We're not saved by going in and out of water. We're declaring, we're confessing faith by doing it. The same is true with communion. Christ isn't in us because of communion. We are declaring Christ's reality of entering into the lives of believers by faith. We are declaring that in and through this meal. And then the kiss of the church is another. It's integrating all of these things together. All of these that have been baptized and that are in a common union in Christ are going to have an affection one for the other. The same affection that the Father has for the Son and the Son has for the Father. The Holy Spirit has for the Son and the Father and the Father and Son have for the Holy Spirit. In other words, that this is the common union that we share. And there's a kiss, there's an affection that bonds us, that demonstrates outwardly the inward realities of love. John 13, 35. By this all will know that you are my disciples, if you have love for one another. So this is an internal love within the body of Christ that is a statement to the outside world that we actually are the disciples of Christ. How will you know his disciples? Well, watch them. Watch how they interact with each other. 1 Peter 4, 8, And above all things, have fervent love for one another, for love will cover a multitude of sins. So this is above all things? I mean, that, that's, that's quite a statement there. So Peter is ranking this extremely high in the behavior of the Christian, of the believer. Have fervent love for one another. And so how do we evidence this fervent love? Well, there's an outward signal of it, which is what is called the kiss. Now, the reason I'm bringing this up isn't because I really want to press the issue of, of us kissing in the body of Christ as much as I want to press the issue of outward affection. Okay, now I'm open to the fact that out, that outward affection could be different in America than it is in the Middle East, for instance. Uh, and However, at the same time, I want us as Americans to be corrected by the Spirit of God or to be refined, maybe would be a better term for it, to introduce the kiss afresh. Now, I know there's some churches here in America that do practice uh, the kiss. 
I, I've had multiple messages on this. I have one called uh, the 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 guy that kisses. I think is what it was called, and another one called uh, preparing the guest room. Uh, and there, the the key subject is Philemon. His name actually means, if I could say it uh, very straightforwardly, Mister Kissy Face. It's the guy that kisses. That's actually what Philemon means. Phileo uh, is the word for kiss. And so you have Philemon, the man that kisses. I mean, isn't that great? And so it's a great study, by the way. The book of Philemon is an amazing study on this exact point. But our kiss is an outward evidence of an inward reality. Therefore, that outward affection becomes very, very important. So when this pandemic is over, I have a high regard for uh, showing respect right now for uh, the culture and for others in how we distance. And as a result, it's in a sense, a strange way of showing love to them right now. However, when this is over, I want to be very guarded as the church to make sure we don't lose our identity and our outward demonstration. It's sort of like, oh, we're done with the pandemic. We can no longer baptize and take communion. It's like, well, that'd be weird. We can no longer gather as the saints. We can no longer worship together. It's like, okay, something's uh, gone missing, guys. We can't lose the essence of the church in this process. Acts 20, 37, then they all wept freely and fell on Paul's neck and kissed him. They all <laughs> fell on Paul's neck. I don't know how they could all do that and kissed him. Whoa, uh, need a little social distancing there, guys. Romans 16, 16, salute one another with a holy kiss. 1 Corinthians 16, 20, greet ye one another with a holy kiss. 2 Corinthians 13, 12, greet one another with a holy kiss. 1 Peter 5, 14, greet one another with a kiss of love. 1 Thessalonians 5, 26, greet all the brethren with a holy kiss. 1 John 3, 14, we know that we have passed from death to life because we love the brethren. How will we know that we have passed from death to life? Because we love the brethren. He who does not love his brother abides in death. This is important for all of us to recognize that we love one another. We're supposed to, and we're supposed to express that love aggressively, dynamically. And so one time in scripture, it's going to say, do not forsake the gathering of believers. And we still hold it very sacred, even though it said one time, five times, it's going to say, greet one another with a holy kiss. So let's remember these amazing truths even through this pandemic and on the other side of it. Let's remember that social distancing needs to be defined by God, not by the CDC. The CDC will show respect and will show honor to the degree that they do not ask us to violate our conscience or the word of God. And right now, we can show honor and respect by giving social distance and even love for other people. But after this, let us be very guarded and watchful in how this unfolds for us as the church. God's blessings. Daily Thunder is a listener-supported production of Ellerslie Discipleship Training. At Ellerslie, we are laboring to rouse the Church of Jesus Christ out of its lethargy and build brave-hearted Christians for such a time as this. Daily Thunder is delivered live and streamed daily weekdays at 8.15 a.m. and weekends at 9.15 a.m. Join us at live.ellerslie.com. We invite you to visit us at the beautiful Ellerslie campus in Windsor, Colorado for a day week or an entire season of gospel-centered spiritual training. Learn more at ellersley.com. Thanks for listening.